Do you have a list of questions or we're just gonna talk? I'm gonna talk. Oh God! All right, Cotton, great job. <laughs> off, off the cuff, in the raw, yeah. in the buff. <laughs> oh God! What they can't see won't hurt them. That's why we have basis for podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Twitch station is hilarious. This got railed. Just got derailed real quick. I haven't started yet. That should be good. All right. Um, are we recording? Yeah, we're always recording. Oh. Oh, so you got the, the hot the mic, hot, hot hot mic. mic stuff. So. There was, uh, Derek was, Derek was getting deep into, like, co-pays and all this stuff for the hospital. He's like, you're not recording this, are you? I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, Why are aspirin so expensive? HCA sent him a cease and desist. <laughs> so he's like, please don't put that on there. <laughs> all right, we won't. Nah. So, all right, well, we can get started, I guess. We'll Welcome. dive right in. Welcome. And it's the Renee and Joe show now. Yes. And I like it. And that's I, what I thought it was, because Joe and Joe... Right, right, right. Yeah. But we came up with this um, jamming with Joe and Renee, Renee liked. But the problem is our business coach has a podcast called Jamming with Joe, and I can guarantee you, he would have sent out a... Yeah, he didn't stop. Want to tail, uh, yeah exactly. Yeah, even yeah. though it was, you know, it was he's, Renee on the end, it was okay. He's, yeah, he's, he's the type of guy where, like, which is cool, because, like, you know, everyone steals, like, social media posts and stuff. He will be like... Cool, Effer. You stole my post. I'm gonna call you. Yeah. I'm not even gonna like email you. I'm gonna call you. And then he's gonna record it. And right. Then he puts it. On and then he puts on it. Goes. Look at this lazy. You know. Hey, that's content. Exactly. Right. It's great. Yes. It's amazing. Exactly. It's amazing. So we do need a. Cause you listen to podcasts, right? I, I do listen. To All right. So he says, like, yeah, yeah I, I listen to like it. Some of them. Yeah. So all our tens of listeners. Um, Can you tell people who we even have here? Yeah, we have to get into that. Oh, all right. Well, yeah, I didn't mention that. We have Coach Phil. Ex-Coach Phil coming out of retirement. A- Coach Phil. Ex-Coach Phil. Phil. He was like, he'll he's always, always be, be a coach. coach Phil. He's always be Coach yeah, Phil. I don't know, that's a big time, but, he, but uh, he, I'll always be here. He's coming, he's coming out of retirement or hiatus <laughs> or coming whatever soon. it is. Oh, coming soon. Yeah, yeah. Sabbatical, <laughs> whatever. But, One day um, a week, he's going to be uh, we need, coaching him up. We need music because we kind of just like jump into this and we don't have any intro like music. intro music. Intro music. Well, we know we're not going to pick your, use your idea of intro music. Somebody. Somebody, we talked about Jerry Reed. Somebody yeah. on Trinity Chat is making a 114th scale of the snowman's rig and trailer. <laughs> and I was like, For this what? guy. He's, it's a remote control, and he's making the whole, remember, oh, you know, from okay. Smoking the Bandit yeah. when the snowman. And yeah, so our younger members may not understand that reference, but us older yeah. OTs know that exactly. reference. We don't have any younger members. <laughs> 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 okay, true. We got, a, uh, we got an email today from an Army recruiter, and he's like, would you mind if I set up a, uh, a table like, in your event? I'm like. For the reserves? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like. If we don't got no Exactly. Like most, I'm like, you can, but there's only like two high school kids, and uh, I don't think they're gonna do that, but you can try it. <laughs> so, but uh, I, I haven't got back with him. But I was just like, yeah, I don't think he's looking for us exactly, but we'll see. So, you heard our last podcast. So the gist of this is just to kind of talk and see where it goes. And so, get to know. Yeah, get to know. The real Coach filmer. The real Watch film. Out. Watch out. Exactly. Watch out. I'm playing a game in the middle of doing this. <laughs> it's like the new Space Invaders thing. Oh my. Oh my gosh. Right. I'm stuck on solitaire. That's my de-stressor of game apps. You have $1,100 deck of cards with <laughs> your phone. What is mine? I gotta look at it. Oh, it's like Farm Heroes or something. Farm Heroes? Yeah, it's Farm Heroes. This is called Alien Shooter. It's like, remember the old like arcade game was a Galaga or Gal- yeah, Galaga? Yeah, Galaga Galaxian. Yeah, and yeah. just like the thingies come down. never get the two fighters together yeah, to get the, the two, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what it is. And it's a pretty cool game. It's, okay. So that's... Yeah, mine's, yeah my, mine's Farm Heroes. Heroes. That's my uh, and you're still a solitaire. So I'm still the not the not the traditional solitaire. This one's mixing it up with different configurations and a bunch of ads that hooked me a couple times to download more games, but I get tired of those. Nah. I got down. I got down that rabbit hole. I wound up downloading a whole bunch of games, and I'm like, "What am I doing? I don't even mess with my phone." I try to get off of it. And here I am, screwing around with games. All right. Well, back to the real reason why we're here. Yeah. All right. So you want to start? I'll start. Sure. Me? Why well, is always me? It's the I don't Renee know, and Joe like, show. You're the one that always just takes control. All right. Well, let's start at the beginning. So. The very, the very beginning. beginning. When was so, Phil what, born? Well, hang on. So let's kind of a little ease into this. So okay. we 
we are you and I, Phil and Renee, but she's a townie from Spring Hill. Yeah. You and I are townies of Newport Ritchie. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I'm so proud. So, <laughs> pride of Pasco, right here. Go Rams. <laughs> Go Rams. So you you you've been around here longer, just as long or longer than I have. Um, yeah. So. And actually, it was kind of neat because we got into this conversation on the brew ruck of how you got to Newport Ritchie, right? Because you had you kind of a long road yeah. here. So I, mean, I can tell you how we got here. I can tell you I don't know how or why we got here. So well, first of all, let me go back a couple of steps and how we end up here. So most of you know, or probably, is my dad is a physician. So he was trained in the Philippines. Then part of his migration or uh, getting his license was doing an internship in Canada, okay, Montreal, and that's where I was born. Right, so that he did his internship. Oh, Canada! Montreal, go <laughs> Quebecs! You know, leave Canada for me. Do you speak trip. French? I don't, but I tell you, my uncle who still lives there, my dad's oldest brother, is so weird seeing yeah. a Filipino speak French. <laughs> And he has such the accent. <laughs> it's just very strange. They just don't. I see him. It's just weird because obviously when we go out, that's that's the common, that's the first language. And to right. hear him speak, it's like, wow, that's weird. weird. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. So uh, that was '73. We were there for about two years. Then my dad's training brought him to New Jersey, okay. Atlantic City. Um, and that's why, coincidentally, that was where my, where my sister was born in 75. So his residency was there. Uh, we were there for five years till we came to Newport Ritchie in 80. 80, okay, so that's when I came. Yeah. 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 So we first moved to Gulf Harbors. Okay. And at that time, my dad got a job in Dade City. Ooh. Working in the ER. So um, that was a long drive of nothing. Yeah. Exactly. You can get yeah. there in less than forty-five minutes. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I mean, what you had fifty-two dead-ended basically oh, yeah. there. I mean, yeah. there's nothing there. Nineteen, I think, might have been two lanes. Yeah, or exactly. So um, eighty. So I started out. I came here second grade at Schrader Elementary. Okay. Oh wow. Schrader. That's right by Bayonet Point. Yeah. yeah. Little road. So um, then from. Fifth grade, Gulf Harbors went all the way to Schrader. Well, my parents, I don't know, I don't know the alignments back then. Uh, Schrader, no, no way. My parents had to go. Yeah, okay, I would say they had to, yeah, or something. Yeah. They didn't have school choice there. Yeah. They could have been exactly. You know, that's so. probably like a Richie or something, the Main yeah. Street. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I was there till fifth grade at Schrader, and then we had moved, actually from from Gulf Harbors, then we moved to Jasmine, Palm Lake there. So maybe that's maybe I wasn't in Gulf Harbors longer. Maybe that's where okay. I was aligned to Schrader. Okay. Because that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Then fifth grade, sixth grade, then I went to Cypress. Cypress, go Cyprus. Cyclones. So Cyclones. I'm a Cyclone. <laughs> Cyclone. So you were there. Tanglewood for... East was a long leaf of back. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. It was. Yeah, you can be yeah. straight up. You had the. Yeah, that was a cool place to be. Um, so you were in the you were in the break dancing uh, era of. I had the Adidas uh, track suits. I carried around the cardboard in my yard and did yeah. with my neighbor. Didn't we have? Didn't you guys have? I, I believe as a. We, did we have a crew? I don't. No. I don't know if no. I, at sixth grade, I believe you guys had a um, like a little break dancing like show. Right, like I, I, I think you did. I want to say you did, but I got some other stuff you don't know about either. You probably forgot about. Oh, someone did their Google search. We'll bring that up. No, I remember. I think I, I might be mistaken, but we'll we'll cover this in the next segment of your life, which would be high school. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so. so yeah. So then from there, that's when uh, went to right next door to Banner Point. Banner Point. Yeah, I was still living in in uh, Golden Acres there. Did the, my two years there. One, it was a two years. Yeah. Uh, Only two years. That's yeah. weird. Now it's three. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Seven and eight, and then nine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and then, and then the Pride of Pasco. That's right. Then it was Ridgewood. Pride of Pasco. 
Ridgewood. And that was uh, 87 when you graduated yeah. in 91. Highly decorated graduate of 91, I believe. Didn't you? Was you? Were you? Uh, oh, he was best dressed. Best dressed. Yes. <laughs> best, yeah. Highly decorated. I best. was. Uh, that was my superlative claim to fame. Yes. I had the oak tree preferred shopper card. If you guys remember. Oak, oak tree. tree. I do. Oh, that was my, my preferred clothes vendor. Okay. Oak tree. Oak tree. Yeah. What was your um, your first job? <laughs> Actually, my first job was. Um, you guys know Pete. Uh, yeah, and Frank Pete Ruffino. and Frank Ruffinino. Yeah. So around, it would have been 88, because that's when I got my license. They opened up their sandwich shop. Brooklyn, okay. USA. Brooklyn, USA. Right across the street. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, that's uh, right across. Right across from, from Home Depot. Yes, on Little Road. On Little Road. Now it's Alpha Pizza or something. Yeah. So I was uh, a delivery boy for them. Nice. I spent yes. many, many days at Brooklyn, USA, because my parents were friends with the Graffinita really? from baseball. Okay. So we spent, and they were big Mets fans. You guys oh, probably crossed so, a, a million times. Yeah, a million yeah. times. Yeah. And plus, and... 1988, there was no one here. Yeah. So we had. And not many Filipinos. I yeah. can tell you, I kept them all in one hand and I was related to them. Yeah. If not very close to them. <laughs> and I delivered without GPS. Yeah. We wow. had maps. Yeah. We had maps. <laughs> Some people may not know what maps are, but they were detailed lines with funny symbols. And no cell phone at all. <laughs> and you couldn't spread your fingers to zoom in. Yeah. I was going to bring it to your face. <laughs> the good thing is that we're cold subs, so we didn't have to worry about it getting cold. If I was an hour late, that was okay, because I couldn't find your damn street. <laughs> we were always up against the Domino's 30 minutes or less. Yeah. Yeah, it was Give me 50 cent tip, I don't care. I can, your I can see Mr. Graffinino like, 30 minutes or less? Well, you never met our driver. We're going to two attempts. <laughs> I'll just give you a coupon now because it ain't gonna happen. So I can see Phil rolling up. What was your first car? And something like low and let's see, what was uh, popular back there? The lights, the lights under the car. Lights, lower, no, low car. Yeah. I didn't have, I didn't have anything like that. Well, what was my car driving? I don't remember. I had that. My first car was at uh, my parents' Toyota Celica. Remember that was black and white, but I had another car. The Celica, like yeah. Tom Selleck. No, the this Celicas was, were popular back then. Yeah. This was the hatchback. It was black and white exterior with a blue vinyl interior. The sunroof was a crank. Oh wow, you oh, were you man. were you were in it with yeah. louvers on the back. Ooh, you had the louvers. I had the double plastic white Ooh, windshield. Yeah, the double wipers. <laughs> Those are great. Double wipers. Did we have yeah. cell phones then? No. Did we have the, well, I this had came the out. Power mounted with oh. a nice curly on the outside. Oh, you had the oh, legit okay. car phone. Like an actual didn't come out. Where I paid, you know. Like 40 yeah, cents a minute? <laughs> yeah. I think I had the old bag phone. Yeah. Remember that? Do you remember that? Like, I remember like, it was like 50 cents a minute or something. It was, it was ridiculous. Crazy. It was yeah. purely like emergency. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. But you were cool because you had the little antenna yeah. deal. Yeah. And then everyone got I fake. I painted white to match my car. Yeah. yeah. Everyone got fake well, antenna. Well, you can buy the fake ones. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I may or may not have gotten um, another mutual friend of ours, but um, uh, I may have gotten a fake fake phone from Clint Wynn's uncle to put in my car. The fake, uh, it was like, a, like he was selling them or something, his, his uncle, so I grabbed one of those just to have it before, and if I got my phone in 92, I believe, my actual cell phone, portable one, yeah. And did you have a beeper, a pager? You know, I, I did that in college, just, I got peer pressured in that, go figure where that came from. Nuh-uh. Yeah, yeah, FOMO. 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. Uh, the one with the display, not the one on the Oh, okay, yeah, the, the, the legit. The side okay. display? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Again, you paid for those, too, yeah. like, for a message or Decoding something. messages, yeah. 911, yeah. quick. Yeah. So, Good. Had the fat laces, too, you know. Yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. Go back to the 90s and yeah. you see the flashbacks. Yeah. That was you. We were That's in, awesome. I was in deep. Yeah. Yeah, a lot's changed around here since then, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. But, all right, so then that took you to University of Florida. Yeah. So, are you graduated there. I'm more curious how, because then you went to Miami, right? Kind of. So, I finished, uh, when did I graduate? 96 from UF, came back here. That was the only time I ever left Newport Richie, and then work brought me back here. 
Okay. So um, I was with, uh, I, I started out in, in medical and pharmaceutical sales. So I did that till about, from 96 to about 04. Which medical and pharmaceutical sales definitely fit the best dressed yes. category. For sure. That, that job was me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's why they hired me. So they hired me on my looks. <laughs> That's what it was. So, um, so at the time, I was working for Bristol Myers Squibb. Okay. Uh, a big, uh, you know, a top uh, pharmaceutical company. So they had a benefit where um, I could get basically my master's degree for free. Okay. So I took them up on yeah. it, and I found Miami had a program, their executive MBA program, in which their professors actually flew to Tampa and had weekend classes for two years straight. Okay. So I, they would rent a classroom here in Tampa, and uh, yeah, I'd be in class uh, all day Saturdays and uh, you know for almost two years. Okay, that was curious. I was just curious how that tied in from Florida to Miami. So that's what I was wondering. Yeah, so it was that... basically more out of a convenience. Okay. Gun. At the time, Florida had a program, but that required one weekend a month in Gainesville. Okay. And honestly, I didn't even want to uh, approach my company with that because that meant taking or using PTO yeah. for that mm -hmm. Friday, and you know, so schedule-wise, it just was the best uh, for me at the time. So and um, yeah, that was uh, 06 I graduated, and then. It, honestly, it probably wasn't until my current job to actually utilize used that degree. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you used Good. it now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so let's talk. Let's talk fitness for a second. So you, you were an original. How was this place called before we? Oh, uh, uh, you are. You are. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh I was gonna my say, you are fitness, but that's. I'm, not so, right. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. If anybody's listening, I don't mean to offend anybody. You are CrossFit. You are CrossFit. You are CrossFit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You are CrossFit. So how did you? How did you stumble across CrossFit? Yeah. So here's. Uh, I'll, I'll take it even a step farther in my fitness journey, so to say. So I think everyone goes through this roller coaster of, uh, you know, throughout college. I considered myself active, did intramural sports with a couple of the student organizations I was involved with. You know, you do that till you get out of college, then you start working, and then you start gaining the LBs, and it got to the point where, uh, you know, I wasn't happy with uh, the way I looked. Um, and um, how did I start? I started out with a personal trainer in Tampa, because I was working uh, in Tampa at the time before I figured that out. Um, and it became a routine that before my actual personal training session started, I would actually start doing sessions on the treadmill to my session started. Mm -hmm. Okay. And at the time, my goal was okay, maybe I'll reach, I'll, I'll do a 5K. Never did one before. But then it got to the point where my warm up sessions, I'd get there early and early, and then I was doing 5Ks as a warm up. Right. Then I started saying, okay, this doesn't make sense. Why would I sign up for that? Right. Then I actually, I don't know how sprint triathlons or the whole triathlon thing got introduced to me because I I didn't have anyone or knew anyone who did them at the time. So then that kind of started me down that path and training here on my own. Uh, after I left that job in Tampa, it's just started to do my own thing, doing several sprints. Um, never did an Olympia, uh, Olympic distance and then just threw it out there and went big for the half Ironman. Okay. Um, but let me go back, actually, now I think about it, as uh, the personal trainer, and um, it was right after the long leaf triathlon. Brian had okay. a, a booth there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was looking for something to kind of, because honestly, I got bored with running on my own, swimming yeah. on my own, right. biking on my own. It's very lonely. It, it is. And, you know, I wasn't into the big group rides. I mean, there was my brother who was starting and then maybe one or So I never rode or swam with maybe more than two other people. Right. And there were people I knew. I, I didn't, uh, I, I think maybe I can count the group rides or strangers I rode with. Um, it's just... Yeah, anyway, so... Just wasn't for you. Yeah, it just yeah. wasn't for me. And so then that was new. That was a new and exciting thing for me. I was like, oh, this is fun. This is different. I you know, never knew anything of CrossFit at the time. Right. So, um, so that supplemented my training quite a bit all the way through my... Uh, to the half Ironman, uh, where I was able to back off a lot of my 
long training and right. you know so that that got me through it but that took a lot out of me so after that then you know i just went strictly crossfit and then we started doing the competition right. and the comp crew started. Yeah. Yeah. you were the first you were the very first competition crew yeah the competition yeah. crew and that was probably the heyday of uh crossfit uh, around here yeah and then uh yeah then that kind of stuck with it and gosh now i look at my certificate there that's 2013, so that was, I must have started in 12, eight years flies by. Okay, yeah, so it's about when, yeah. I, it's about when we so started. So you started, um, you were an athlete first, a member, and then you decided like, hey, this really interests me, so yeah. I'm going to get my level one, or did, were you approached by Brian? Or? Uh, I, I think it was just, uh, it was maybe a combination of both. I, I never uh, thought um, that. I'm going to go say no, you weren't involved. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're listening, I mean nothing bad by that, but I just don't think. Yeah, in my particular case, I think it was one of those things that maybe I had a casual conversation and I never really thought more of just wanting to learn more myself. There's mm -hmm. a lot of other certifications or classes that I kind of took on a whim just to learn more. I mean, I did it with scuba diving, went all the way, and it's just kind of my thing once we have a, We have a lot in common. <laughs> I have, a, I have a lot of certificates I don't use also. So, you know, when I go all in, I go all in. Yeah. Hence the, you know, yeah. five, four, go rucksack. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to that. Don't spoil that. That's a whole other segment. It's a whole other segment. But, uh, yeah, so then, um, yeah. Let's, See, I think uh, you were the first... The first well, the, you were the first level one because I think you went before. Well, Jerry had his, but he left. Yeah, actually, uh, you know who actually got hers uh, was Deb. Actually, got hers before me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But she kind of did hers incognito. Okay. Um, she just did it out of the whim until a lot of conversation. I guess Brian found it, and you know, I think that's where hey can help out. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think who else was after me. Was, I was right after you because I was gonna. I was supposed to get mine about the same time. I think he was supposed to go to that class, and then something happened, and I went to the next was class. Was Joe Cook in that mix? Joe too? Cook was yeah. close. Yeah. 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 Joe Cook. yeah, Joe Cook was close to that. Who else was uh, who was the other ones? Jerry. Oh, then had Brian and Amanda. Yeah, Brian and that Amanda, was and that was it. Yeah. 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 And then our extensive. Um, our extensive internship before we got to coach. <laughs> Ta-da! Yeah. All right, so are you going to be here at 5 a.m. tomorrow? Okay. <laughs> sure, <Yeah>. let's do it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Go for it. I've seen the evolution of this place. It's yeah. been exciting. Yeah. And, um, so so you, when you started, you were here then? Yeah. In this building? No, actually, when I started, there? he was in his original location. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, 800 so, square feet. Yeah. It's amazing small. when we look back to what we did. You know, anytime we used barbells, obviously classes were capped at eight at the time. Barbell was tight inside. If not, we moved it outside. Right. We still had those tables there from the coffee yeah. shop. Yeah. So it was kind of out in the open, exposed. Uh, <laughs> the barbell's rolling on yeah, Starkey Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are yeah, exactly. enjoying my Catholic or leche. So I want to I back. Actually, I, I forgot one question I want to ask because this is something I want to know. Was did Joy go to school with us too? No. Okay. No, I wasn't. So I didn't think so, but I wasn't sure. I met Joy. Um, Joy's Phil's wife, by the way. If you didn't. Yes, know. my uh, incredible half. Um, she. I met her actually through my cousin. My cousin was doing some postgraduate work at uh, USF, and they were roommates. Okay. So my cousin would visit me up in Gainesville anytime there was a, a concert that she wanted to attend and, and brought her along. Nice. So we had met and um, it was probably probably a year, maybe longer, till we actually started dating. Okay. Because it was coincident. It, it was weird how it we kind of connected and is. Joy's just a great person to talk to. Anyone can open up to her and she'll lend an ear. So at the time, we were actually going through respective breakups. Mm. So we were able to talk to each other without being judged by right. her. Right, Because right. they were outside the circle. So a friendship kind of evolved that way until probably a year later we started dating. Oh, cool. Awesome. Aww. That's great. And how many years have you been married? We Oh, married. Actually, uh, Cinco de Mayo this year will be uh, the 20th year. Oh, okay. Yeah. But we dated and including engagement was uh, about five years. Nice. So nice. when I look at how long I've known her, that's like... 
That's long. crazy. Yeah. Man. It just flew by. Always, yes. always pick a date like Cinco de Mayo. You never forget. And that's exactly why yeah. we did it. Bingo. When I start seeing Corona signs, you know it's close. It. Yeah. Oh my god! Like, where's oh, Amazon? Yeah. Where's Amazon? So <laughs> 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 Mine was good for a while because I we picked um, we picked we got married on October fourteenth, which was the weekend of Talladega and NASCAR, <laughs> and then they switched the damn race. Uh, so then I don't know I don't know when now I don't know so when you're it is. Either a late yeah. <laughs> exactly. Or very early. Yeah. Exactly. But after twenty years, I remember now, so yeah. it's good. Finally, and finally, finally remember my birthday, August twenty fourth. He'd say, I know it's August twenty fifth. Uh, so when you finally remember, right, it so, is. Yeah. So that's right. Uh, it is. Yeah. That's how. Uh, yeah. That's how Joy and I connected. So awesome. Which was here's a, here's another weird fact is, um, actually the and actually no, yeah, it was would have been um, the apartment they stayed in in Tampa. My cousin and. Um, and Joy was actually owned by my aunt in Lakeland, so that's uh, who, you know, the Filipino community, they, they kind of knew everybody, mm-hmm. so yeah. that's how they all connected and found roommates and all that other thing. Okay. Social network before social network. Right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's an ethnic network back then. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. All right, so we got, we went through the tri phase, of course, got a bike to match your Try ability. So I can look good. Or no, sorry. Does it out? He said, I don't know how I got into this try stuff. It was because of the gear, yeah. Phil. Come on, be honest. The gear is sexy, I'm in. It was yeah. the gear. So watch out, Les Miles. I want little barbells with weights on them. Yeah. Uh, already, I'm already on them. Zumba, I'm just waiting for Zumba to come out with something nice. Yeah. That ever happened? Well, they got the bungee jumping now, like the bungee dancing thing. Oh, oh gosh, no. All right, so then we got into so the CrossFit competition. You were the first competition coach yeah. to your own competition yeah, class. class. Yeah, you had a class for a class. Which turned into a fire breather. Fire breathers, which turned into the a beer, beer, beer club. Beer club. <laughs> <laughs> so. Not in a bad way. It was uh, Ipa, Ipa beers, fancy beers Ipa, and tacos. Ipa. Ipa was the thing. We were Ipa, yeah, they weren't like getting drunk beer drunk. Yeah. It was. And then for a while, we had a, the barbell club because it was just yeah. Phil and myself yeah, that used to lift club. together. And Coach Deej. Coach Deej, yeah, that was, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was a while ago. Yeah. And then that brought around, I'm trying to think of all the... Then it was like the obstacle course racing would have been our next. Yep. I'm just trying to think of yeah, adventures as evolution so, of uh, fitness. Also, yeah. also too, we, we should probably bring out um, much like if you listen to the episode with Derek. Derek was the go-to guy to just say yeah, like create like not for events, but like the sled push or stupid things like that. Like I would text. Oh, yeah. Phil's always the hey, you want to do this and like event-wise, like. Yeah, let's just do it. Let's just do it. <laughs> and, yeah. and then, are you we, in? Yeah, I'm in. And then we okay, get the I'm text. In. Well, what shoes do I need? <laughs> oh, one other not little known fact about Coach Phil is that are you a, a Reebok ambassador or test runner or what is tester. actually tester? I, I am a, a Reebok tester. I was a Nike tester for a while. They're Nike? Little, t- I didn't know about the Nike. Yeah, they were a little more sensitive and selective because I, I wasn't the best tester. <laughs> I have a lot of <laughs> tester materials that haven't been sent back. So, and the reason being is because they simply don't look good. So I don't they didn't match. They didn't match, and they weren't my colors. And so, to give our tens of people listening here, one of the responsibilities of being a tester is basically you have to create a diary of your experiences with all right. the things. So, with each item that I received, there was a minimum set of requirements that they said, with caveat, asterisk, if you can't do this, don't sign up for this thing. Sign up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I'll bite off more like in jail. Or I was just quick or whatever, because within an hour, you've been selected. Whatever. And they, usually they'd involve saying, you've got to run 10 miles a week. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or you had to wear a total of 50 hours. And, and so... They would give you a spreadsheet or a portal to go in there and they would ask you, you know, most of the time it was shoes. So it was like, did you feel any discomfort? And then they have a diagram and it was like, click on the spot. And you know, if you would change anything, color. <laughs> was there a spot? Did you wear 
socks because yes. that's always a big I, issue I, 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 with I, yeah, Phil. I'm wearing them today. Like, so I just I had them, but yeah. yeah. So Reebok fans who don't fit well like me with my big yeah. Flintstone feet, you can thank Phil's yeah. Filipino feet for that because right, right. he's like they're no, they're too toe, wide. Toe box is too, too wide. wide. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Shrunk them up on so it. So it's interesting with Reebok because I would after you know a while they'd catch on that this guy's not sending us stuff. Nah. Then I would not get the invitations anymore. Okay. But then for some reason, maybe on rotation when they run out a year later, I would get an invitation again, and the whole cycle would repeat. Are you still in it? I I'm, I'm in that year gap. Okay. So maybe I'll get one soon. Maybe you can be a go rock tester. Yeah, maybe. You know, <laughs> you know, for anyone listening to tons of people, I just found out because I just Googled it because someone uh, has to do this. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Right. And so. Honestly, I just it takes some time because they ask you a lot of in-depth questions about your fitness and how mm -hmm. much you're working out and everything else and what your preferences are. So Nike, when I found them online, they were a lot more stringent on their applications. And part of me was like, I just didn't, want, I didn't care enough to sit through all of it. Right. Um, and and they broke it down by categories: athletic, athletics, casual, and then by sport. So I did a fitness, casual, and I think I did a couple other things. I got selected probably almost two years later, actually. Really. Casual. Yeah. So is it just shoes or is it clothing as well? So. Um, Reebok, uh, Nike was certainly shoes. Uh, Reebok started out as clothes, uh, a couple like pullovers, um, and then from there it's been shoes ever since. Nice. So, so how, what is the count? Have you counted how many shoes in the closet? In, that that on should Fillmore have been, side. That should have Fillmore been returned. And if CrossFit, if Reebok's listening, we'll edit. This yeah, what? <laughs> Be sure not to edit this one out. Because you know, one of the caveats with testing is um, obviously you can't post. Any pictures or anything, right? Because if it social. doesn't actually yeah. go on the market, yeah. right? So um, I probably have uh, Nike. I know I have one pair. Um, oh, that's not bad. No, no. Reebok. I think I have uh, might be three or four pairs of shoes. Oh, okay. I think Did any of those shoes actually make it to market? They, I think um, the you know the um, the zigzag shoes. Yeah. yeah. So I do have a pair of zigzag shoes. Whether it was that exact one, they're not identical, but right, right. You know, it was come. So like a one. Off, like you can put them on, like, yeah, you can put them on, like, market collector items, yeah, because yeah. they don't say Reebok on them. They, they don't, I don't think they even have the logo because they're, uh, they might have the logo, but they may not, See? they don't have the model name on okay. them. Oh, okay, yeah, but they have the, Reebok yeah, but it's still something, yeah. you can make some money, definitely. Those. There's some collector, probably that's yeah. uh, keep that in mind. Yeah. We get a, we get a, we get More something, out of that. yeah, so, yeah. So that's, that's uh, my, my testing hobby that uh, I'm, bad, I'm bad at. So that leads us to, and I want to kind of dig deeper into this because this one's, I think, going to evolve into a little bit of coaching. But the next kind of crazy-ish thing you jumped into with us was <laughs> the rucking. It took you a while to actually do an event. Yeah. But you completed your first tough. Yeah. yeah. We're not going to count the star course because that's, in a way, that is just walking. It's hard. Yeah. No, actually, yeah. we need to cover that because Phil almost Phil almost died. Phil almost died choking on a <laughs> noon tablet. <laughs> yes, just for you all and the tens of people, noons are to be diluted, not taken straight. An effervescent yeah. hydration tablet. Phil looks like a rabid dog foaming at well, his mouth. Well, let me explain the justification for this. So, as a, as, as, a, as a PSA, don't wait till you have cramps to take something. Okay. So that was the precursor and the rationale. My thought was, I need this sooner than later. Forget the water. Take it directly. <laughs> So and me, it worked. We have to back up because right now our li our listener is trying to figure out where the hell we are. So we did a Phil's actual first go ruck event was a twenty six point two mile ruck in the city of Tampa called a Star Course. So last, they give us last, uh, last year, last, last, last year, February, last, year. Yeah. last January, yeah, year from now. Year from now. Um, and what they do is they give you think of a scavenger hunt, basically is what it is. Just going to places, not objects. Yeah. And uh, and and midway through, or a little bit greater than midway through. Probably the 20 mile mark or so, I think, yeah. somewhere around in there. The effervescent yeah. mile 18. Yeah. Oh, okay. so, so we just, I just remember looking back, going, Where the hell's Phil? And he's been. <laughs> 
Team Float Ride, shout out to Missy for uh, keeping me and, and reaching for my news. I used mine, she had notes to, to back me up. So one so, thing, if you ever do jump into an event with us and, and want to go anywhere that's timed with Phil, just make sure he doesn't start talking about every spot he had dinner or lunch or has exactly. good lobster rolls or they have good sushi uh, over there. I, I, he knows it all. Yeah, I like to work hard and, and eat hard. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's my, uh, those are my vices. He's a great tour guide. The problem is we're on the clock and we really can't <laughs> go to all these places, yeah. but you never get lost. So that led you to your actual first go rock tough. Yeah. Right. So I want, because people hear us talk about it, yeah. and I don't know if they think it's, what was your, uh, kind of take us through that, what was okay, your... So here's, here's my, because my, before I did the, the Star Course, um, I was just, I, I had my reservations or hesitations on doing an event in that militaristic style, mm -hmm. at least that's what I perceived it as. Right. It just didn't attract me. And I still look back to even the tough, which was so recent as to why I even signed up for it. I just know when I signed up for the 26 miler, uh, I was, because I had done probably minimal rucks. And I think at that time I was just looking for a goal or an event to mm -hmm. do. Right. And, um,. Yeah, and I don't even know what me what was. Me, I think it would probably be forced you into it. I, I think it was a little yeah. bit of peer pressure enough yeah. people to do it that mm -hmm. which probably if that's knows usually me, what happens. You, can, you know, yeah. get me to do anything. <laughs> people doing it. <laughs> so, so again, so so we we talk you into the tough, which starts at nine o'clock at night, yeah. in a school parking lot, and I don't even know where in Tampa. And I had no idea what to expect. Okay. Typically, I am very research intensive, want to know ahead of time what I'm getting into. And for some reason, I, I mean, I kind of had the idea, but again, that, that uh, mental barrier of mm -hmm. going, getting, or subjected to that militaristic kind of workout. Because yeah, before even GORUCK, I was familiar with SEALFIT. Right. Mm -hmm, yeah. It, and that was kind of very similar. Yeah. And I was like, I am not into that. Um, but again, I don't know, maybe I was just in a better place where I felt like, okay, this I can do. Mm -hmm. um, and, and they had pretty cool gear too, so yeah. you know, I debuted the, you know, the, the Hulk pants yeah. and, the, and, the, and yeah. the shirts and the hat too. Absolutely, yeah, you were, you were so giddy. I had a couple of ruck.beer uh, patches to show off. Yeah. You were so giddy go ruck. Because I was, I was a year into that membership yeah. and only two of them. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Those are the most expensive prize patch yeah. I have. Yeah, exactly. So, but um, that tough was, uh, and it, it's funny, I think with a lot of us who do an event, we always end up cursing, saying oh, that's our last one, but when reality sets in, you feel accomplished and proud of yourself, and that mm -hmm. becomes the, the motivator. And it, it also helps that you have friends who share the, the suck and the right. accomplishment. Yeah. Because, um, you know, had it not been for you guys or a circle of friends who are into these types of things, right. who knows where I'd be. Well, well, the interesting part about that, and I, and I posted, you probably haven't seen it yet because you came straight to class, but I posted this thing about the basics, uh, the basic, like, you know, we're all trying to find these different things and go from, go from A to D and forgetting B and C yeah. and one of the basics I posted was having a tribe or a community and that's really and until you do an event like the tough or something like that where you understand like you need those people to lean on yeah. right. because you're gonna get into a, a spot where you need somebody to kind of slap you upside the head and say wake up and let's go or mm -hmm. you need somebody to lean on at a time. And, that, and I would say that's a tough thing to do um, and I speak of my background, I mean, aside from like team competitions with CrossFit, yeah, there was no one else to lean on. I mean, yeah. obviously running and triathlons are all individual right, sports. Right, individual sports. And it's a pride thing, you know, mm. to, right. to ask somebody. And, um, you know, it's interesting that way you bring that up because the reference to the heavy double brag, that was one of the things they talked about was, you know, when they were 
you know, encouraging people to help, especially when they had, uh, yeah. you know, they're freezing in 30 degree weather and they had to change out clothes and people right. were struggling to do it on their own. Right. And, the, you know, the one thing the cadre would say is help someone because they're, they're going to need help yeah. and you'll be there for them. Right. So Absolutely. that mentality yeah. of relying on people is, is uh, you know, that whole community thing is yeah. probably, you know, at the underlying theme of it all, that's what was great and kept me in CrossFit. Right. Mm -hmm. You have this. Camaraderie, camaraderie of sharing the same thing so right. it kind of translates the shared experience accident. and that's probably what you know and that's why you know somebody uh, I was listening to the Go Rock podcast actually today and one of them was talking about that how the how the actually it was a podcast with Dave Castro on the Go Rock show and okay. I'm not a Dave Castro fan until today after I listened to that because it was a total different side of him. Oh, okay. And, um, and, but that's one thing they kept talking about, like the, the, the special, and none of us in this room talking right now have been on special forces and we're not saying yeah. we are, but, but having those was, teams, right, then, Dave Castro, and, and that's what drew him to it. It was yeah. the, the team aspect of it and having that person to rely on. Right. And, you know, and, and one, you know, one of the stories, you know, from that event was the fact, like, you know, one of the things they always say in Go Rock is, if or anywhere, if you want to go fast, go by yourself. If you want to go far, go as a team. And one of the things we learned right away with that was with uh, Coach Chelsea, who's gonna be our next guest, by the way. She grabbed the heavy bag, yeah, and she carried it to the point of exhaustion, yeah, right. Now the problem with that is now she can't carry it anymore. So that's one less person you have to help your team. Yeah. Right. Right. And we had discussed that after the fact, you know, and, and instead of going a hundred meters and swapping it out, she went, you know, half a mile or three quarters yeah, of a mile. Longer than she needed. And and then mm -hmm. couldn't couldn't do it anymore. Exposing her weakness, right? Right. That's, yeah. yeah. That's probably her, her thought there. Right. And, Absolutely. And she just wanted to do good. There was no yeah, there was nothing there was wrong nothing with doing that. It's just, it's just that you got to understand it's team. What it teaches, I think, with go, with that event teaches you is team over yourself right away yeah. like yeah. that that's the thing so especially um, if you don't know the other people right you know had it been like just our fortitude group mm -hmm. then we can talk her into getting rid of it sooner right. or later versus but at that point in time we were kind of in our own or let alone carrying a bag ourselves yeah right. exactly but um yeah. you know i know even when i was carrying stuff i was you kind of guilt yourself and okay i'm gonna go a little bit further right I'm gonna go a little bit right. further because you know you see everyone suffering too and right. the last right. one is make it worse for them yeah so, so honest question with that, and, and and did you did you find out anything about yourself in that event? Like the tough, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was an experience that it, it's almost indescribable, indescribable. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I kind of equate that to also after I felt after the the Star Wars. Okay. And I, I I equate that was wow I did that without. Not the smartest thing, but I did it without training. But right. I was amazed that I could endure that long. Right. So, one thing I did find with CrossFit was, especially in the competition sense, if anyone's competed, what you do in competition is different than what you do in training. Right. So, it proved to me that regardless of what your mind says or tells you, there's always going to be another layer right. mm -hmm. or another depth that you can achieve. The, the mind's a liar. Yeah. yeah. And, and so I've always had this this thought that, and it can be applied to any fanatic, is whether it be sports or anything else, it's, you know, there, and I'll say it to myself, there's almost, and I always talk about endur uh, endurance athletes because when is enough enough? Right. We're always wanting to seek more. So maybe right. here it's like, wow, I can, I did it tough. Right. As much as I was complaining at the time, mm -hmm. I'm walking, standing, and continuing life as is. Right. Right. So now what's next? What's next? What, what the heck is what's next? next? And that's what's scary but exciting. Right. right absolutely. You yeah. know? And, no, <laughs> and then when is it enough? Is yeah. it the well, point where I'm right. hurt? Well, or, well that, that's yeah. an interesting yeah, thing because sure. they, they had something, you know, going back to the triathlon things, they had they have a legitimate thing called Iron Man Blues. And once you're done with the Iron Man... I mean, now they're doing double Iron Man. What, right. But before that, right? Yeah, before that. Yeah. So so you finish the Iron Man, and, and then you're like, now what? Like, I did mm -hmm. I did the thing. Yeah. What's next? Exactly. Like I said, do you do double? Do you do... Yeah. What do you do? Like, you know, and that and that's it's hard yeah. because... It is kind of a letdown. Like, what do I? What am I going to do now? Yeah, the novelty of completing that is over. Right. Yeah. You know. And and it's almost you know and, and it's funny, not so much in Go Rock because, but especially as endurance events, it's almost like and you hear it said, the process 
is almost more fun than the event because the event is a letdown. Yeah. You train for a year for something, whether that be your first 5K or your first, then you're done and you're like, I enjoyed the process and the event was just sort of a thing. Right. I think now I'm in a different place. It's like (laughs) one and done. It's like, oh, you guys want to go for Okay, I'm in. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) But I think, you know, like what next? But I think every um, tough, event is different. different right. um, you know what you're going to get with like a 5k. You know what you're going to yeah. get with a yeah. triathlon. Yeah. I think with the tough, it's totally different. Like we can tell and talk about our experiences, but every event is going to be different. It is. Right. It is. Because it's you're you're going to a different place. Different people. Different, different, place, different people. people. The only objective detail you have is the duration. Um, you know it's going to suck. How it's going to suck. Yeah. That's kind of the attractive part. And yeah. I think the people who do it repeatedly are, are kind of... Sick. You know, and you can... Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, I mean... Well, I, they're called weirdos. Yeah. And actually calling it modeling because honestly when I was at that first talk I'm looking at people they're telling stories of you know they've done this repeatedly and, and you had mentioned that this is kind of the people who make the circuit right. right so in my mind I'm thinking you're doing the same thing with the same people over and over again but yet you keep doing it, keep and, doing it. Right. and I haven't I don't know that feeling yet because I've only did one time. right right but obviously Kendrick Dustin is you know and then all the people I met there yeah. so yeah <laughs> now I'm friends with Troy, so I'll, you know, yeah. Yeah, he likes, but anyway. But that, that's the cool part about it, because then it becomes too much like uh, on Sunday when we did the Robbie Miller Wad with uh, James Carlson from the Land yeah. Lakes area. Yeah. Like he said, I really thought it like that. But you do, you look forward to doing the events because... Right. <laughs> So and so is going to be there. Yeah, you know that, whether that's the cadre or whether that's the people doing it, yeah. and and it is kind of neat because you do kind of get to catch up with them, and you right. know, yeah. you know, and you know we were lucky because we had some more courses. I mean, and they made they made our life a lot easier because yeah. that could have been too. And then you know, like for example, we did that other event with Green Beret Fitness where we had our friend Liz at those checkpoints or at the stop points and she took care of us at the end she understood fully what our what we were going through the pain in our body what our mentally what we were experiencing so it's good to have that you know you know that if that's a go ruck person, yeah, they're gonna take care. Or, or just any yeah. any person that's been. I mean, that's not necessarily go ruck. I think that's any not person that's ruck, been but, in the, in right. that adversity and understands it. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think um, you know you talk about tribe and having those right people around you. Like, I don't think I would want to do an event without Phil or with Joe because you know they know they know how you guys know how I tick. <laughs> um, <clears throat> quiet so you know like yeah I'll turn my mic off now and then you know the next event I may cry a little bit but you know I'm never gonna not finish an event you know unless I medically have to drop I may cry or anything but that's who you want those people around you you want he's always joking you can always like Phil, stop making us laugh because we can't walk right now we're doubled over laughing and the, the other interesting thing you know and Basically, what I'm getting to is, you know, trying to get people to, to push themselves past their comfort zone. Because now, what happens? And I don't know, Phil. I'm sure you experience. I'm assuming you experienced it. I know most people do. Somewhere in that 12 hours, you're going to hit a low point. Oh yeah. And everyone does it. It's just a matter of where. Right. Right. Like some people, like I happen to like 3 a.m. because that's the time I normally wake up. So when yeah. the time, but a lot of people bonk out about there and, and get crazy you have to push yourself through it so um so yeah that's basically what is trying to get yourself yeah, that was interesting because that was obviously uh middle of the night I, I i'm trying to think if there was a low point obviously the most shocking instance was the <laughs> the hydro burpees that's <laughs> I, I i remember that feeling vividly you know and i sounded like a <laughs> cackling <laughs> it was kind of like Alright, so and I was like, and I think back in that situation, I'm like, if anyone was if that happened during the daytime if that happened during the daytime and I was just as a passerby, I was like, that is the funniest thing that I've ever seen. A bunch of people doing burpees in probably sixty degree water at the direction of someone who's yelling at me. Yeah. So which which brings us (laughs) back that guy looks good in his gear. So 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 that can circle what we've joked around about. So first of all, when you tell people you're doing it, they're like, what? And then imagine if your boss, right? So paint this picture. A hydro burpee is you have to get into about knee 
knee deep water roughly and then do a burpee right it's simple there's nothing yeah. it's it's not very complicated but let's just say your boss who pays you were to tell you i need you to go in knee deep water and do burpees you would tell him to probably pound sand but yet you're paying even if he enticed you with a nice patch exactly or a shirt like hey don't worry about your clothes i'll get you an entire new outfit but i need you to do 23 hydro burpees you know, or or walk to. Don't take your car. Your next client meeting. I want you to take a backpack and ruck ten miles to your next appointment. <laughs> you would tell them like no, but yet as like yeah, we'll sign up for that. Yeah, yeah. I think that the, the where it got real for me, I think, was when we started filling the sandbags, um, and then the hydro burpees. But filling and then, the got real because those things were a lot heavier than. Than the prescribed weight, and then mm-hmm. yeah, and then having or knowing, I maybe was hoping that we would empty them before we got back, but the fact that we had to carry those back was like, well, that got real. And the yeah. fact that he checked them and was like, no, this one's a half inch lower than the other one. <laughs> Try it again. Up. Fill it up more. And I don't know how strategically that sand pile was there on that beach. But it was pretty. <laughs> but it was <laughs> poetic justice or yeah. injustice at the point. It was pretty. It was pretty oh. amazing how that was right there. So that so the sandbags started off empty, and we had to carry them oh. till mm-hmm. he found sand. And coincidentally, whoops, there was some sand in the parking lot in a pile. So a contract for the next day. It's like I swear I dumped more than yeah, this. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm missing about 400 pounds of sand. Yeah, because we carried it to some park and then also in that event which we've been told a million times i called 911 (laughs) so yeah known known as the 911 caller which was good it wasn't just us at fortitude it was the entire yeah yeah Yeah. rocking tough yeah i called 911 so that was another uh, low light member jared latano who is a police officer just happened to be on duty that night and and i jokingly knew he was going to be out there so i said hey love to see you bring us something to eat and i when he pulled up i was like really it was just it was it was fun i do have a beef because i originally called at 10 p.m and they didn't come find us until 12 30. yeah so they were moving so fast (laughs) and there was two and a half hours that something bad could happen if it was real so all right but apparently happens all the time so yeah so So, all right let's go ahead our next adventure is going to be we'll talk about this that we are um we're going to jump into um an adventure race are we really doing that because we haven't okay let me bring that up so so, (laughs) maybe this is so my friend just did an adventure race uh, this past weekend oh he did the c to c no or no he did one called the cauldron c to c is not till later okay Okay. i thought that was in like february late february he did one called it was was here in florida Mm -hmm. the cauldron it was a 30-hour event um he did it him and his wife and, they had and they're still married. Yeah. Oh, wow. So that's just how he started. Well, he I knew him in college, so that's how he was always that big buff guy. Um, so once we got, he got, he took into um, adventure racing, and then he went into OCR, and now he's kind of doing now back into adventure racing. Once I posted stuff, then we started connecting more on, on, on stuff. But anyway, so he's always doing training sessions and different uh, practicing his navigation or canoeing or whatever. So they did the um, a 30 hour event called the Cauldron somewhere in Florida. But anyway, it was 30 degrees and they actually had to DNF it at, at hour 21 because uh, his wife, I mean, literally just I mean, yeah. couldn't feel. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of reminded me of the, the double brag again, right. where they were talking about preparation. Mm-hmm. And, and it's one of those things that you just don't know unless you train in right. that type of thing. Right, exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, to get back on subject to what, if we're doing that, you know. I was, <laughs> That's why we're doing a four-hour one. Yeah, that's why we're doing the four-hour one as opposed to the. 10 I don't hour. care, and you know I'll do whatever. I'll do a twenty-four-hour one. I don't because care. the next day we have to turn around and do the Savage. We did kind of skip over that little phase where we did yeah. Savage last Savage year. Savage last year with yeah. some people. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, that's kind of started up again with yeah. uh, Jay Sean, Jay Sean and Paul. Paul. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we'll see. So we will just have to stay tuned for our ten. Yeah. I'm just trying to think for a four-hour adventure that. Uh, 
You do anything for four hours. Yeah, I mean, they could, it can't they, be that bad. You know, well, first of all, we have to get it back on our bikes because that was another phase that, that we just you had. Can, to. That one, you yeah, that's you're going to bounce back and forth in that. The nav is going to be the hard well, part. Well, we don't ever have to worry about that because that's Joe's we, job. We got GPS. So. Yeah, because well, event dad event. takes care of everything, and my two pros just show up. <laughs> They just show hey, up. We dressed. were savage, mom and dad. They just show up dressed for success. Exactly. Yes, we all that's have, it. Uh, the best that's right. Because yeah. I, I'm in a tizzy, all sweaty, and these two were like, "Oh, here we are! I got my <laughs> stuff." Come on, Joe, why aren't we there? Yeah, exactly. All hey. right, so let's let's talk, let's bring this back in because we've been talking now. Nike, almost an hour. All right, so it's good. We got lots of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Today. So let's. Um, I want to talk more. One thing, let's talk about the gym, right? So one thing I wanted to hit on is you do our just sweat classes. Yes. Primarily, I mean, I don't. I don't when's yeah, the, it just. Yeah. Is give us an inside of what you think of the just sweat class. Now you have a lot of friends in just sweat, yeah. so I know that's a big draw for you. Yeah. But the workouts, I mean, y'all are on the. I I I'm scared. Nothing pretty much scares we me fitness-wise. from the CrossFit side until, honestly, if it wasn't for friends in Just Sweat class, I probably would be sitting in the parking lot till 6.30 to take CrossFit class because I, I can't get here by 5.30. Okay. Mm-hmm. So having friends and the timing works gets it, so it's there. And, you know, in the beginning, it was kind of like, okay, I'm doing Just Sweat for, you know, for my friends in class. But now it's, it's I, and I, you know, would feel guilty about um, not doing my CrossFit that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. But now it's just like, hey, I'm getting a great workout and, and I feel great. Uh, the, it's, you know, one thing you talked about in, in Derek's um, interview was the the uniqueness and the kind of synergy or chemistry of the 5 a.m. class. Right. Mm-hmm. So we kind of have that. Here. Yeah, you yeah. do. Absolutely. Definitely. That's so your I tribe. That. I mean, that is a tribe. Yeah. So right. it's the same people. I mean, we, you know, we can, you know, joke around with Dan. We know Nico's going to come in late. You know, yeah. you know, everyone has their spot. Yeah. Spot, right? You yeah, know, they sure. know I run in late, but they save my spot, my weights and everything there. Right. That's so, awesome. it, yeah, it's kind of developed its own, you know, personality. Right. And, yeah. Um, and yeah, believe me, the, the workouts, you know, uh, some I excel at, some put me on my back just like yeah. any other workout. Mm-hmm. But, you know, do I miss Olympic lifting? I do. Yeah. But, um, honestly, I probably... I, I feel like I'm probably in the best shape of my life, yeah. not having done CrossFit as much as I have. And maybe it could be that maybe, I don't know what it could be. I mean, the well, only difference is really maybe that, the, I don't know. Well, I think, I think a lot of it is, um, you know, as we sat here and talked and went through all our phases of this, there's there's an evolution, yeah. right? So so you went you went the CrossFit thing, and you, and you still do it obviously because we're here. But as your fitness evolves, I mean, you just your your mind gets open to different things, yeah. and I think that's where the fitness comes in. Yeah, and, right? I, and I think my you know the the movements are obviously different. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's weird to say, but I almost feel like in CrossFit you. You've hit all the movements, right? You right. know, in just in a different well, I mean, modality look. or different time domain. Whereas here, you have a lot of variety, right? Which is kind of neat. Like you know, today we did donkey kicks. Yeah. Remember, here we do a lot of um, glute bridges. Yeah. Just something different. Something different. You know, and you can kind of expand that to. Go rock is something different. Something different. different. Right. And, and it's good. I mean, it different is. is good, and it's nice because, you know, you know, again, your body always looks for the, you know, homostasis or to get back into yeah, a, you have a lot a of pattern. ancillary muscle yeah. support, and um, I think it's allowed me or uh, to do different things and, um, you know, feel good about trying different things right. like, mm-hmm. like a go rock. Like, yeah. I feel great about being all the 12 mile yeah. and then for some reason when you texted me today or made that come off at the 26 mile or I had this thought was 26 miles that's the long ass time <laughs> but then I'm thinking yeah. just a weekend ago we, we did just it. did the game we did it right yeah. so we it, it. it was weird it's like I don't know why I felt apprehensive about Well, I could, I could tell I, I think I can tell you why. Maybe. I know my psyche with it is the fact that like I think the first time you do anything 
you don't know, yeah. right? You don't know what to expect. And that, and then, you know, I th- and then I go back and think, well, why the hell do we do GBF? And maybe <laughs> right, and and we did it because I don't know why we did it, but we did it. <laughs> Knock off, Jason. Sorry if you're listening. I don't know how that even came about. How that one. We're like, okay, are we doing this? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, so. I guess, and we and we did and it. Like twenty six models. I don't, I don't know, but um, so so I think I think what happens, at least for me. Oh, I know it was because we considered a training event for the sixty five. Yeah, exactly yeah. for sixty five miler knockoff, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Hope he's not one of our ten listeners. <laughs> I have nine now after that, but um, so I I think again going back to that, it's part of the. You don't know. It was a year, so you kind of forget. Mm-hmm. But now you know the pain that's associated with it, and you're like, yeah. oh, I'm not sure. That's why I'm so excited we're doing only a 12-miler. Yeah, I'm I mean... I'm so excited yeah. about that. I, I will say it, this this last marathon was less painful than the first one. Okay, I have to mm-hmm. I have to say, for me, it was the opposite. Yeah, I, uh, yeah for uh, me, it was the complete opposite, yeah. yeah. But I did see... Huge growth yeah. with you from the last one oh, to this <laughs> this current one. I mean, this one you were, you know, dialed in. Yeah. You were focused. You know, I didn't hear you complain at all because um, I was doing yeah. most of it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you, the the difference in that year was amazing to see how your not even only fitness but the ment- your mental. Yeah, and, and again, that's well. what this is about too, right? And that's why that's why we keep pushing you guys uh, for our members or, or anyone that's listening is to, to push yourself to, to expand your your yeah, and mental think, side. Yeah, of and, and Joy's been jumping in on. Yeah, some Joy's of these, so, so you know, Joy's it's a, a great thing that you can do together. Joy's gonna become a weirdo soon. Yeah, yeah she asked if uh, there was a pink rock available already. There was. I don't know there if there was. still is. You have to. Yeah, that's have a rock mall it. purchase. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. we'll say I'm, I'm still. Yeah. <laughs> it's. I'm. I'm gonna be honest. It's. It's. Um, and I think any husband that does a an event with their wife can say it's different. Yeah. Because no matter what, it's still. Oh hell, Phil! You see us do enough events <laughs> together where you know that. <laughs> You know, there's just that. It's that I can't explain it, but yeah. it's no, that I, thing. And in, in, in the star course, I can handle. She did the 15k. Yeah, exactly. So that you know that was tough because that was heat and everything. Yeah, else. that was tough. And this 12 model, which I didn't realize till today, is uh, it starts at noon. Yeah. So yeah. we're gonna be here today, but uh, but heat of the day in February is yeah, gonna be a lot we'll different. Be a little more prepared. Yeah. Uh, I think you're talking high 60s, maybe yeah. 70 compared to 110. But I think you guys sometimes tend to worry about us a little bit more, or yeah. something. Yeah. Well, here's well here's the part know. that scares me. If if I'm known as Coach Noco, I I don't have any feelings. <laughs> Poor Phil has feelings. So yeah. that's the one. Yeah, it, it'll be uh, a challenge to see how much do I let her struggle right. to learn something. Not, I don't say learn something, but uh, I mean, we, you know, the, these uh, this monthly challenge for a Tribe to do the mile walks. I, I'm just, she still can't figure out how to you know, tighten her straps on the front. Right. You know, and and that comes with time. Yeah, and it, does, it does. That's what I got to figure out. But if it's not that, what will that movement be during a tough where I say, yeah. Well, that, well, that's so the how thing. long do I let cadre or whomever? You just gotta let. Well, that, well, that's the thing out, too. So. And we'll go back to you know we'll go back to Renee learning how to drive a stick shift, yeah. right? As long as I'm in the car, she's never gonna learn. Till I said, yeah. hey, I'll, why don't you drive back to camp? And then she gets in the truck. I jump in somebody else's truck and be like, well, the only way you're gonna get there is if you figure it out because I'm not gonna help you. Now, now that you, you know, now that I think about it, you, ask me what, what you know what I learned about myself. You know, thinking about. One thing I've learned in uh, this past weekend with Robbie Miller and now the Tough is, is adaptation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you you're, when you do something repeatedly, your body or your 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 mind adjusts to where you become. Hey, if I do this this way, then I can do more of them. Right. Or right. That is. Or why didn't I think about it? You know. Right. So mm-hmm. that's if anything I learned is, is adapting to a moment. Yeah. So. Yeah. Especially yeah. those get-ups from, like, the turtle shell. Yeah. Going which way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Allens. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I think we should wrap it up here. Yeah. We've, we're long-winded. I think we covered everything. Yeah. From birth to today. Today. So I think we're good. Yeah. I will bring this up. All right. Because you asked what, what, what was... Oh, no. You did ask. Oh, no. Uh, in, in, in Derek's podcast. 
Something unique that... Yeah. Oh, about. no one knows about you. Yeah. Okay. Let us know. What is it? Okay. So, in college, you know, the, and, and being around here, you may appreciate that or understand this. So, fun spot. Yeah. Stop and play. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That was kind of the place you had the birthday parties. Right. Yeah. You know, right. Absolutely. In college, at the arcade at the Oaks Mall, Aladdin's Castle. Okay. I was the Saturday birthday guy. Yeah. In the teal vest. So nice. Get. You were Aladdin. I was Aladdin. Yes. You were Aladdin. I was a guy. Um, I would come in every Saturday. I was responsible for getting the jugs of Coke and pizza from the food court to bring it to the birthday section That's of awesome. Aladdin's castle. I can see you doing Now, is that so, because you were the same color as Aladdin, you think? Yeah, or is that... Been, <laughs> in, but we had black uh, dress pants, white dry shirt, and coincidentally... It was that fortitude blue. It was blue. fortitude blue. Yes. Yes. See? Yes. That blue there. Fortitude so blue. Circle. Yeah, See, there you go. It all lines there you up, go. Phil. That's why. That's it all awesome. lines That's, up. Uh, I, all my jobs in college were in the mall. Uh, probably five jobs of the six that I had in the mall were all in men's clothing until I... I never would have guessed that. Then I started working in. I was the... This one took my my token. All right, open it up. Click, click, click. Here's a double extra. Yeah, leave me alone. Yeah. Mr. Aladdin helped no, you out. No, it wasn't the card you swipe yeah. nowadays no. for credits. Yeah. It was just the yeah. coins. The That's coins. awesome. That's awesome. So. Well, That's that great. Good. So I was the coin operator. Cool. I love it. I love it. And redeemed your tickets. Yeah. For prizes. You can get something on the bottom shelf with your four coins that you have. Four tokens. Was the cheap stuff on the bottom or the top? I forget. Which one? The cheap stuff. Like, they only took like two, to- like the layers of stuff. Were the expensive stuff on the top or the- on the bottom? So you're talking where you were. Like, when you go to like Stop and Play or whatever, like you get the tickets and you get like 20 tickets, you can uh, buy, get something. Yeah, cheap stuff. I think the cheap stuff was on the bottom and then the more expensive stuff was at the top. I but. learned on the crane how you load the, the prizes in the crane. Oh, wow. There's, there some there's a little conspiracy there's, to that to make some, sure uh, nobody gets anything. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. some, uh, you know, here's, here's the thing that I learned quickly. You know, we would get from corporate the little garbage bag full of uh, ugly little stuffed mm-hmm. animals. I would just dump them in there, <laughs> right? By opening at 10, 12 o'clock, all the shit, all the stuff is gone. <laughs> <laughs> all the stuff is gone. Like oh, Phil loaded again. got to tuck them in. <laughs> Case in the place, they're like, Filmers, 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 never went to Aladdin's castle. We loaded in this crate again. We can't do events with him. I think that is the perfect place to end this. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for listening for, I don't know, like seven hours, however long this thing is. That was great. That was a lot of fun. Um, this is episode, I don't know what number it is, it doesn't matter, but it was fun, and that's all that matters. Hopefully y'all learned something, yep. and uh, like and subscribe. <laughs> you can see I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Point, like, subscribe, whatever. And, and uh, uh, we'll, we'll be back with Chelsea on our next episode. All right. Chelsea. Nice. Have a good night. Nice. All right. <laughs>